Today is Monday, June 12th, 2023, and you are listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Admittedly, <laughs> this one is rough. This this is what Monday gets us. So uh, we start off talking about uh, UFO, is it Project Bluebeam? <laughs> Get your tinfoil. Um, about the recent sighting, quote, alien sighting of a craft and eight foot tall things walking around in Las Vegas. Then we talk about uh, shapeshifters in the Bible. Were angels, demons, shapeshifters, the serpent in Genesis, did they have the ability to shapeshift? Were they other beings? Then can devil and the, can the devil and demons do supernatural stuff? Or is it just smoke and mirror parlor tricks and the Antichrist, you know, his big signs and wonders to deceive lots of people? Is that going to be like a magic show like David Blaine or Chris Angel? Or is it going to be legit supernatural? Uh, then we have a very frustrating conversation with a Muslim. Um, despite us answering his questions over and over and over, the exact same questions, like three questions we answered every single possible way for about 40 minutes. And the guy just does not get it. Um, which makes me think the Bible is right and Nate is wrong. Um, no matter our best effort, the guy does not understand, which made me hearken back to the Bible, where his disciples, Jesus, ask him, why do you speak in parables? You know, why don't you just tell everyone plainly? And he says, for some, for them, it's been given to know the secrets of heaven. And for others, it has not been known. So it has been purposely kept hid from some people, which is unfortunate. But for whatever reason, that's the way God wants to do it. So despite me thinking we can tell people stuff and it's so easy to get, even if you say, okay, I hear what you're saying and I understand it, it makes perfect sense, but I still don't believe in the Bible. Fine, say that. But I guess Nate is just wrong. And uh, even if you tell them stuff that's very plain for us to see in the Bible, I believe they're not going to get it. They're going to have ears and hear us, but not understand. And they're going to have eyes to see the scripture we point them and send them and emails and back chats and all this other stuff. And they're going to see it and their eyes are just going to glaze over and be like, well, I don't understand. Um, and that's unfortunate. So if you have a little bit of faith, if you have a little bit of curiosity, use it. And what you have will be multiplied and you'll be given abundantly more. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Um, the biblical version of that is what little you have, uh, you know, if you have not, what little you have will be taken away. So if you've got it, use it. Don't be like one of these people who cannot understand very simple things point blank in scripture. Um, I can't think of many things worse than that. To have the answer right in your face and you cannot comprehend it because of hardness of heart or any other reason. So, um, on a happier note, um, check out the Ask a Christian book, if you like, on Amazon, free to read with a Kindle subscription. Check out the Ask a Christian store, grab a t-shirt, or you can click on the donate link and help support this podcast in sharing the gospel um, with people who some will get it, and unfortunately, some will just not. Um, so take care. Enjoy this Monday. See you later. Well, I just saw this morning um, how a LGBTQ plus church, uh, you know, for Pride Month, got struck by lightning and in the style of Sodom and Gomorrah burned to ashes. So that was a, that was a fun headline to see. It was like smoldering, smoldering ruins left over. Um, I mean, you know, there, I mean, the signs are really there. I mean, people should, I don't know, maybe rethink some things. Oh man. Yeah. Nick. Oh, oh uh, shit. Uh, Dave, is that okay? I didn't know if you want to talk. I didn't want to get you deeper out. I just want to talk about Dave. I sure. didn't hear what you said. Say. Oh, is that right? Bring up something. a different. Yeah, I just didn't want to derail. Sure. Do you want to talk about my PTR?
how uh what's it say i put i changed it over the weekend because i thought it was funny oh, i forgot what it even says oh, oh in my. my daddy's belly the miracle of male birth yeah i thought i'd oh. uh like dude how do people see this like i guarantee like it's not gonna be long before someone like from a non-speaking english country comes in there like how do you promote this how do you promote this this is wrong you're not a christian you're not a christian i'm like how do you not know i'm mocking is this that stuff? A real like book? is yes I'm like, oh is it not abundantly goodness. clear when I do stuff like this? It's not to support it. It's like 100% to mock this crap. Anyways, uh, yes, Edwin, before I get myself in trouble, what's on your mind? Sure. Well, do you have any thoughts on the, uh, did you hear about the uh, supposed UFO crash in Las Vegas? Yes, I did. Well, any, any thoughts on that? They are think? among us. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think a few things. I think, uh, I mean, the people in the picture don't exactly look like they've been on a, you know, three-day meth bender. I mean, they they look just like normal middle-aged people in their pajamas standing outside. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm sure they saw something. Um, the least thing I think they saw was actual aliens. Um, maybe slightly behind that would be, you know, like all, all the government conspiracy stuff, like going back, like, you know, <laughs> who knows, like the Project Bluebeam, Blue how they can like broadcast stuff in the atmosphere with different charged whatever electrons or however they do it to like you know turn the turn the sky into a movie screen um or some probably before either of those it was just some like mechanical type thing um who knows like like some some i don't think it was just like a random coincidence like an airplane that just happened to go down that that's like um that's like up there with the aliens i think it was probably like someone did something intentionally with that effect in mind <laughs> Have I tiptoed around the tinfoil enough? Uh, oh, did, what, uh, well, I mean, that, well, that, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, is that to like fit a wider narrative? Because like all of a sudden, like you know, UFOs are all on the rage, right? And um, yeah. So it's like, is the is the government like trying to like roll this out and be like, all right, now we're going to come clean? Yes, aliens, aliens do exist. We do have contact with extraterrestrial life, um, and they're intelligent. Blah blah blah. Now it's time to meet these people. Um, when really it's demons, and the end is near. <laughs> I think that's, the latter. No. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. Did you supposedly there was footage of the? Um, I think it was the police officer. You can see the uh, something falling from the sky, like this blue light, and he was. Did you see that clip where he was asking people about it? I didn't see that one. Yeah, it supposedly happened before the supposed UFO crash. So it's not. So I don't know. It just see. And he fell from the sky. I think it's if it is legit, I think it is demonic, definitely. But I just wonder if you had any you know, thoughts on. It. Well, those are my sh- uh, those are my thoughts. The uh, you know the world is gonna like let us know aliens exist, and while the rest of the populace is like, oh, higher life forms exist, wonderful, let's make friends with them. I think a lot of the theists, not just Christians, are gonna be like, yeah, that's demons. <laughs> the new thing would be. Is you got people relationships between humans and aliens. That's going to be, I think, the next thing. Which um, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, who knows? I wonder if there's a parallel between, like, cover yours, Chris, the the Nephilim. If you know, Uh-oh. the 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 people who take the storyline that it was like I fallen angels and they made with the humans, earth. and they made it with humans, and God flooded with water. Um, now I wonder if this is a parallel, how these demons are going to come, like, you know, start like mixing with humans. And that's going to be when God's like, all right, now I got to destroy you guys with fire. The end is here. 
Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, what are your thoughts on that? Not the Nephilim thing, the alien thing. I mean, it wasn't alien. It wasn't aliens because it's, pe- it's people trying to trick people or uh, what? Just I don't know the motivations. I'd... Nope. No I'd bad. No volunteering. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Abba was here for like two seconds and took off. <laughs> do you think, Chris, do you think that if it was a, a, a ship, <clears throat> an alien craft, that they, they were using Windows as the operating system and not Mac? You think that's why the ship crashed? <laughs> that's why it Most crashed. likely that was why it crashed, yeah. It's like the blue screen. They're like, update, update, update. They're, we're crashing. It's like, please stand by. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's up, Gia? How are you all this morning? Uh, so what are you going to do if you get home and your neighbor's dog is still stuck under his uh, house? I'm going to struggle to care. <laughs> How's that sound? Sounds terrible, right? But, I don't know. It's where I'm at. You called me at 3 o'clock in the morning, 2, 2.30 in the morning, to inform me that you had a problem with your pet. And this is somehow my problem as your landlord. Darn it, Chris, can you invite brother? I Oh, I hate Clubhouse. Like, fix your stuff, Clubhouse. is not letting me invite people. Uh, never mind. Brother's up. One thing I noticed is that if uh, I'm not on the screen here and I'm elsewhere, whenever I get invited, you know, when I return back to the screen, the invite is not showing. So that's why I raised my hand. Oh, I'm glad I can right, help. All right, is it, we got another question, Nate. Yes. Do you think it's wrong to say that God probably exists? Um, from which standpoint? Are you saying if you believe in God, is it wrong to say he probably exists instead of like you absolutely know that you know that you know he exists? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure plenty of people would find fault with it. I, I take a pretty easier approach with like, well, you know. We can't know, right? Because without faith, you can't please God. So if we know, like, you know, if they rationalize it like that or something like that, like, I mean, you know, it's like whenever we say we know God exists and I tell people, I'm like, look, I'll claim I know, agnostically it's been revealed. I know God exists all day long, but you should hear that, unbelieving atheists, uh, as, well, Nate really believes it. So I'm not going to get bent out of shape. Someone's like, well, I can't know God exists, but, you know, I have faith. That's the whole point, right? I'm like, sure, wonderful. I have, I have faith that there's a dog trapped under my house. <laughs> but you don't know it. <clears throat> I did not directly experience it, but I could hear the barking. I got the phone calls. Fire, I, fire department I, I, showed up at my house. I just saw the um, I just saw the meme that said, like, you know, uh, atheist. And they're standing, like, on a dog's back. And, like, the hair is like trees because they're so small and stupid. And they're like... What evidence do you have that dog exists? Like, There's no evidence. Dog does not exist. Well, they're like standing on dog. Sounds That's about like Andrew R. R's room. Who's Andrew R? You know, Andrew that shows up here and he says inane things. And oh. he's like buddies <laughs> with all the atheists. 
than the Unitarians and stuff. Yep. I mean, can you really say that Unitarians aren't Christians? Yes, yes, we can. Right? Can you really though? Can you really? Yeah, there is I mean, a to be d- fair, Chris, would you say would you say there's someone like okay, is there a denomination of Unitarians or is Unitarian like the, is it called like the First Church of Unitarianism? Like it, like you know, Calvinists would gravitate towards like Presbyterians. So like, would Unitarians gravitate towards something, or it would be called like First Unitarian Church, or like First Church on the First Street Church, and it would happen to be a Unitarian Church. So Unitarian Universalist is a specific denomination, and then there are other Unitarian churches, but I don't know if they're specific denominations. I never really looked into it that much. Okay. So the point would be, would you say there's probably at least one person, right? Like Sodom and Gomorrah. If there's like one person, <laughs> they'll spare the church. But it would, would you say there's one person that belongs to these dom- denominations that's probably saved? Like maybe they, they just wandered in the door and heard the gospel enough. And before they could, like, say Jesus is not God, they're like, sure. I mean, there's got to be one somewhere, right? Sure. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, there's all kinds of people in all kinds of wacky churches that, you know, probably really genuinely met Christ. Great. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, got another question, Nate. I, I know Chris loves these kinds of Yes. Is that okay? I, I didn't, unless brother wanted to say something. Oh yeah, you cut out there for a second. No, yeah. you cut out there for a second. Chris loves these oh, kind of questions, mean, and then I heard first John. Yeah, it relates to eschatology, but also relates to first John about the um, the spirit of antichrist. Now, John talks about it, says you have heard that antichrist shall come. Even now, there are many antichrists, and he basically says that. Um, one of the distinguishing traits of the Antichrist spirit that they deny that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Now, I, I understand what that means is that it was a heresy of humanity. Um, Ed, you're chopping out really bad. We don't hear anything you're saying. Ah, Chris, is that just me or is that Edwin? Hmm. It's him. Okay, yeah. Can you hear, can you right, hear brother. me now? Uh, give it a minute just to make sure. Uh, give it a minute to make sure you don't keep chopping out, brother. Okay. If I was you to entertain us, oh. <laughs> I don't know how I do that. <laughs> Chris, if I was you, I gotta make a call real fast. Someone's calling me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So Ed, go ahead and try to ask a question. Sure. Can you hear me now? All right. Uh, in First John, we read about John. You know, talks about the Antichrist. He says, "As you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many uh, Antichrists." And he says that, um, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Now, I know heresy was that you know Jesus Christ was not a man, that he was basically appeared as a man, but he was not truly a man. Is that is that right? That heresy that John was dealing with? Yeah, it's called Gnosticism. Now, did they believe that Jesus was God, though? They just denied his humanity? Did they affirm his deity? 
It depends on the strain of Gnostic that you're talking about. Okay. So the reason why I bring this up is John is talking about the Antichrist. He talks about the Antichrist that shall come, and then he speaks about the spirit of Antichrist that is now in the world, right? So what I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm doing a study on this, I may do a teaching on this, but I'm not sure. But do you think that in light of John's words, that when the Antichrist does come, we know he's going to proclaim himself to be God. Right? That's pretty clear. But do you think he's going to deny being a man in light of what First John says? We know he's going to be a man, but will he deny being a man? That he'll somehow maybe assert that he's just God, that he has no humanity, some kind of, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? I'm, I'm just struggling with this. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not, I don't know if you have any thoughts. So exegetically, we're talking about two different things, right? You're talking about, you've heard that the Antichrist will come, right? That's what the first says. Yeah. And then what's the next word he uses? So, comma, what are you going to do today? Question mark. Mm -hmm. But. Right. So that's creating a setting up a contrast exegetically. So we've got the contrast between the quote unquote antichrist that we're talking about in first Thessalonians um, versus that there are many antichrists who have now entered the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if the apostle is setting up a if the apostle is setting up a um, a contrast, wouldn't that necessitate that that contrast is drawing a difference between who the big A antichrist is and the antichrists that are running around right now? Mm. Well, there's de there's definitely a, a difference, um, but my thought this when he talks about every um, like the spirit, the spirit of antichrist. Now it seems. See, I was thinking that it would seem to follow that he's giving one of the distinguishing marks of this antichrist spirit, right? That this may characterize the final antichrist, and this is what characterizes the. Antichrists that are in the world today, the Antichrist spirits or theology, that it's this, in its essence, one of the things that denies the be, excuse me, denies the humanity of Jesus. So I, I don't know if he's saying that, you know, okay, currently the Antichrist spirit is it denies the humanity of Jesus, but the final Antichrist, no, that's not going to be the case. Maybe it is, but I don't. I know that can be a problem for a lot of people. Right, I'm just saying break it down exegetically and, you know, the answer is in the passage that, you know, now there are many antichrists that have entered the world. We're not talking about specific types of antichrist. We're talking about there are people who are anti against Christ. It's just, you know, that's, that's literally what the Greek word is. It's just against Christ. Well, yeah, I mean, just look around at, you know, <clears throat> all the activities and celebrations going on this month. Would anyone say that is a slightly antichrist, <laughs> the spirit of? 
Right, and we should also be real clear what spirit of means, right? So there's a there's a modern charismatic conception that there's like the spirit of divination or the spirit of wickedness or the spirit of adultery or the spirit yeah, of Yeah, not spirit. demons. We mean like attitude. <laughs> yeah. There's like there's like this silly notion that there's like all of these spirits of, you know, certain sins. It's not worth When it, when it talks about the spirit of Antichrist in this passage, the spirit, well, actually, this, it seems like the word spirit is not in the original, now that I look at the, um, I'm looking at the King James, uh, the spirit is in italics, so, no, and that's not true, it says in every spirit, that, that's in the Greek, every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come to flesh is not of God, this is that of Antichrist, okay, so it's implied that it's the So do you think that can refer to a human being, right? Every spirit that confesses not, so that can refer to a like a false teacher. Sure. Okay. And the way we know that it's not of God is that it confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh. So if somebody comes to me and says they believe Jesus is God, but they deny that he was a man, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Or strain. You said. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like we can't draw conclusions about the future from a lot of these texts. You know, they're going to be pretty ambiguous. And there have been thousands of attempts of people to draw conclusions about these texts throughout history. And I think we just need to take a step back and be a little bit more humble in terms of how we approach these things exegetically and how we understand how to break these these passages down so that we can understand what the apostle was actually. Sure, but I'm wondering, like he seems to be teaching the the essence of the spirit of Antichrist. Is that what he's getting at? One of the main teachings of like a spirit of Antichrist is denying the humanity of, of Jesus. I don't, I, right? I don't think that's like a, a stretch. Well, I think that, I think it's going to mean anything that is Antichrist. Like anything that's going to go against the actual teachings of the apostles. Well, yeah, I mean, just look at the words in red, look at all the stuff Jesus says, and someone that says the opposite, there you go. So if Jesus says love and they say no hate, or if Jesus says believe in him and they say no, no, he doesn't exist, or just whatever Jesus teaches, they teach something different, there you go. I guess we don't need to limit it to just what we see exegetically in this. I mean, it's pretty open-ended, but self-explanatory. Was that... Oxymoron. Like, you know, if uh, you walk by and I don't even know, right? Like, it, um, I'm trying to think of something. I was going to say if you just like walk by and like yell at someone, something negative or like punch somebody. But I mean, that's kind of in the Bible. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, just anything that you'd be like, oh, like, what would Jesus do, right? <laughs> like, what would Jesus not do? <laughs> so if you see something like that.
Like if, if you think, what would Jesus do? And you have your answer of what Jesus would do. And then think, okay, what would Jesus not do? There you go. Spirit of Antichrist. Oh man, we got rotten. We got rotten tulip in the office, or in the in the. Uh, I really want him to come up. Does he usually? Let's invite him. Wait, you can invite him. Uh, hey, rotten, what's up? I did. I don't think he's coming. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's funny. The devil tulip. Oh, that's. I may have to say, let's take that BTR. That's nice. Yeah. I'm going to show all your new Calvinist friends. <laughs> have, you, have you moved your family to a, a decent Presbyterian or Reformed Baptist church? Oh, good Lord, no. My church to, is great. To mirror, to mirror the, the actual newfound beliefs in Calvinism? <laughs> I don't know. Will I get frostbit sitting on the uh, pews, never moving or expressing worship? Hey, Divine, what's up, Divine? Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, Divine. So far, so good. Hey, Scott, how's it going? All right, everybody, of the alien invasion that's going to be coming soon, so let's get the wrong board. Huh? With that, I land my UFO. I will get my safety kit ready. Not sure what's in it yet, but I'll get that started. So what's on your I saw this, this morning? I saw this movie once that aliens are deathly allergic to water so i would carry water in your oh, oh, i saw that movie was that... that was the bruce willis one right yeah so just grab a super soaker no. you'll be good no, no, Scott? no, no, no. That... oh that was the mel gibson thank you thank you thank you signal signal right signal no, no, um, it was signs. signs. Okay, Swing I got some away. of the letters right. Swing away. <laughs> so what's up, Divine? Aliens what's or something on? else? About what? About the topic? Well, do you have a topic or a question about oh. anything? Oh. <gasps> no, I just came in here to hang out with Edvin because he's he's my buddy on here. Uh, I don't typically go into. Christian room. So yeah, if we wanted to talk, I'd probably prefer to talk about aliens. Yes. Well, let's change this name. I guess I could pull down the cross logo and put up an alien. Um, you like ask an alien? I don't know. <laughs> our, 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 our scope is pretty narrow usually, but. <laughs> right. Let me get my my alien. Uh... Hybrid space. Hold on a second. But, I mean, if we talk about aliens, we're just going to turn it around and say aliens are demons anyway. So, I mean, I guess there's really no getting away from the uh, religiosity aspect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. PTR, check it out. PTR, my, this, okay. is, my, this is the uh, alien hybrid version of me. My wow. true form. My true form. This is what happens when you transform? No, this is my true form, by the way. I, I'm just kind of pose as a, a human being. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying, like, when you lose your cover, this is what happens. To your pet. <laughs> That's right. I shift shift back to that. How it's like, oh power. no! This shows how much brain power I had, by the way. Turn off the cameras. 
This is what happens to some of the royalty. Their eyes shift and they turn into lizards. I've heard. I've heard this. They blink the. Uh, they blink uh, vertically instead of horizontally. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've heard. I I heard that hundreds of years ago there was some queen. Now again, this is what I heard from a friend. Take it. This that's, that's my source. I heard it from a friend <laughs> that some queen, when she died, this is. Um, they had well, basically, they had this humongous casket, which was much bigger than what was necessary. And the idea was that when they die, they basically no longer can have the ability to display their human form, and they revert back to alien reptilian form. So that was the theory. I know it's kind of wacky. So, but yeah, something like that. But they uh, resort back to their uh, revert back to their alien, uh, much bigger form. Yeah, like yeah, right. I, I've seen some of those interviews, right? And I just wonder, like, what is it that makes their eyes shift? Like, when they start thinking lizard thoughts, like, oh, no, I need to go back to human form. Um, what is it? Because I, I didn't even realize that was a thing until I saw the video. I think I told you this. I talked to my daughter about it, and she was, like, saying how our cats go from triangle. She was like, from circle to diamond. She's like, they go from circle to diamond eyes. I was like, what? I, I didn't really make, you know, too much of it. But then I saw it happening and it's real. Like they sh animals really do shape shift their eyes. It's not like a camera trick. So I was like, wait a second. Maybe this is real. Maybe this is not a camera trick. Um, and then I started to think, well, what's making my cat shift? Like, is is the cat like being more sympathetic or is it focusing um yeah it kind of set me down the rabbit hole of like what makes those lizards come out um and turn into lizards like maybe we just got to go throw a bucket of water on them huh well that's what the witch from the uh, wizard of oz right that no that killed her oh, that killed the witch yes find alex jones Now, I've heard, to bring it back to, to, to the Bible, I understand this is something else. Again, my source is a YouTube video. Take it for what it's worth. Okay, that's my education here. That the serpent in the Garden of Eden, I think that the Greek, the Hebrew Greek word, the Hebrew word is nakash, and it, someone said it can refer to a shape-shifting being. Anybody know Hebrew? You see my, you see my uh, Alex Jones gave from. I have <laughs> I have a hat that says "Save Our Frogs." Love that thing. What has he got on his head? It's a strawberry. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I, I did I did hear before. <laughs> Bible conspiracy theory is great. Like how how some of the tribes I forget the ones the Malachites or I don't know some of the bad people that God commanded to destroy everything, even the animals, and just totally eradicate the place. Um, one person says um, that it was because they were in like black magic and like shape shifting and like trying to like you know do like human hybrid animal type things and they were like yeah into like shape shifting and stuff like because of I don't know demon werewolf things so uh, there you go but I mean that's like the atheists also have their like cosplay Bible stuff like you know Wilmoth or whatever the crap that is is like she's the first vampire ah, she was before Eve like you don't believe this stuff anyway. So on that, uh, the serpent being a shape-shifting, the, the Hebrew word, now again, I don't know if this is true, 
I don't know Hebrew. What I'm what I'm wishing is that Rabbi Uri were here right. Okay. But it seemed it wouldn't be I mean if ain't for example, we know that it seems like ain't your connection is awful. Oh so aliens that oh my gosh. Can you hear me now? Yep. Uh, Get one more chance. Man. Take the tinfoil wrapper off of your phone. Hold on a second. Well, I'm currently on a on a spaceship right now, so maybe that's part of it. If they don't get good, uh, hold on a minute here. Wait a um, <laughs> uh, where is it going? Oh. I mean, if there, I just, you're on a spaceship, nugget. we have no idea where you're going, and neither. Do I know where I'm going. I'm Turn that ship back around. You know, you, did you hear? I'm not not kidding. Supposedly, Florida and New York has had the they have the most sightings of UFOs in the country, and uh, this brings up another issue about Disney World being like a satanic organization and uh, all kinds of wicked stuff. Could be why. But I'm serious. Sounds right. Like no joke. Yeah. And New York? What's the most uh, UFO sightings in the, uh, the country? Or it's up there. I'm not sure why, though, with New York. But, uh, but anyway, about the uh, shapeshifters. Yeah, angels, like, for example, when they appeared to uh, Abraham, they appeared like humans. And they can even eat. So it seems they have the ability to shapeshift, or they just look like humans, and we. All right, you're done. You're off the mothership. You're banned for five minutes. Fix your connection. All right, Divine, say something. <laughs> oh my goodness! I didn't even know I was unmuted. <laughs> Um, say something. Um, oh no, you're banning Edvrin. Is he gonna go deflate his head? I did. I have my. Can you hear me now? I don't know what the heck. Part of my. He I can hear you. His eyes. You guys don't realize. Can, can you hear me now? He breathes through his eyes. Oh, that's why. That's the problem. I can hear you. I can okay, hear you, okay. Scott. Let me try this again. The angels that appeared to Abraham. They were able to shapeshift and appear as humans. They didn't have the, their glorious, you know, we, we, when we see angels like in Revelation, they're very glorious beings. And sometimes John fell down as dead to worship it, even though that was wrong, and the angel told them not to do it. So they, when they appear in their regular form, they're very glorious, majestic beings, but they can apparently shapeshift, alter their appearance to appear as humans, right? I mean, are you asking us to sign off on that, or are you just laying that out there? Um, I'm getting. Why don't you get your thoughts on? It. I mean, what else? If, if when, for example, unless it was a different kind of angel that just happens to look like human and it didn't shapeshift. When we talked about, you know, Abraham, they appeared to Abraham. They look like people. So, are you? Do you believe that they have the ability to shapeshift all angels, or maybe just some of them? Can, they can change their appearance and look like humans look like something that they're not. So my 13-year-old son has been watching Deep Space Nine with me. This is the first Star Trek that he's ever watched. And he's digging it. And um, I just I think that probably those guys are uh, changelings um, from the Gamma Quadrant. And uh, they are shape-shifting and then going back to the Great Link. Any, any questions? 
Oh, yeah. Right. So, so I saw Deep Space Nine. Thing. The shapeshifters. You're talking about the shapeshifters? Sorry, Scott. Yeah, the shapeshifters on DS9. Maybe that's what we're dealing with. We need yeah, to start doing blood screens. I choose huh. eight. What have I done to deserve this? Have I been a bad person in my past life? Yes. <laughs> just want to show up. Just want to talk about Jesus a little bit. Save all you sinners. I don't know. Sure. Aliens, whatever. Did you watch DS9? Um, I've never been a Trekkie. I've never watched a full uh, series of any Star Trek. I, I've only seen the, the more recent movies. Well, you know, if you want to get into, like, the Borg, if you're going, I think she's from, Seven of Nine was from Voyager. Um, that's like, I think they're kind of like preparing us for the whole transhumanism, you know, like Borg, she had, she was part of the hive mind and, um, yeah, just making her super sexy was just like, you know, part of it all. But, um, yeah, she was transhuman. So that was interesting. Did you know that the actress would pass out on set because the corset that they made her wear was so tight that she would... Blood flow to your brain. Wow. It's a legitimate question. I don't know. I mean, the angels that appeared to Abraham, they appeared as humans. Wait, sure. We don't know. Like, does, does taking a, a physical form and make them look like human, does that also extend to taking the forms of, like, you know, lizard reptile people, like jackal hybrids? I, I don't know. I mean, no, <laughs> we have no idea. Like, sure, it's possible that it happened. I don't know. Um, are there reptilian people running the world today? I mean, we used to say impossible. Now, I mean, you know, probably pretty plausible. <laughs> if someone ripped off their mask on TV and be like, ah, <laughs> I reveal my true self. I'm like, you know, why am I not surprised? So, I mean, who knows? All kinds of crazy stuff is, is probably becoming more and more possible. Is that PTR of yours real? Yes, that is a book. Oh my god. See, like, I was listening to Matt Walsh, and um, he was saying, and I agree with him, that if anything, the, like, the cover of Glamour magazine with a pregnant man, or not, I'm not even going to say a pregnant man, it was a pregnant woman, um, it's just proving, like, his point, which is, like, no matter what you do, you're, like, that's a woman. That's a woman that, like, decided, wanted to live as a man, but, like, is still a woman, and that's why she was able to procreate. Now, once they start like trying to um, transplant uteruses and all do kind of weird stuff, then we're talking about something different. But so far, like that's just the woman um, having a baby. And so that's just really confusing kids and everybody. Like it's just a mind fuck. It's awful. Yeah. Who is that's on that? All right, Bob, congratulations. I'm going to grant your wildest dreams today. Get up here and speak. We're talking about aliens and shapeshifters in the Bible. I blame Chris for this. <laughs> Wait, I started yep. it. <laughs> I want the blame. Please. I started it. Why are you giving I feel like I'm partially to blame. Because <clears throat> you, you started aliens, but Chris didn't redirect the conversation. So <laughs> what's up, Bob? Happy alien day. Do you want to talk about pregnant women, uh, pregnant men, women, or aliens? I'd rather go with aliens. I don't know nothing about no pregnant men, women. Yeah, well, 
Wish we were also lucky. Have we fallen this far that now we're going to talk to Bob about aliens? Is this where we're at? <laughs> Wait, I mean, this this seems like where Bob would shine. No, Bob's shown when it was him versus Patrick versus the Yaju guy. That's when Bob oh, really shone. Oh, that was shown. so good. That was one of the greatest days here. Yeah, we haven't seen Yaju. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he showed up the other day. and uh, What, did he? Yeah. And we were talking about, like, how uh, Yaji baptizes cars. It was great. And does, uh, does it get them saved or just make them run better? It just makes them, you know, run better. And, they're you know, they're just, you know, baptized by Yaju at his car wash that he works at. Mm. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the alien space station down there where he works, you know. Oh, man, you could tie Yaju into aliens. Bob, this may be the most brilliant thought you've <laughs> ever had across <laughs> your mind. <laughs> Wait, the alien car. So, you know, Yaju, the, the specific guy that runs his cult, you know who Yaju is, right? He believes that he's Jesus. You talking to me? Nate. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had the whole conversation with that guy. Yeah, he's yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. in the Louisiana car wash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just just making sure we're all on the same page. And, and he 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 uh he does winters in California, right? Like Jesus travels. He was in like a motorhome, right? He said he was like traveling. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Yeah, he he travels the continental United States. He spends a lot of time between California and Louisiana. So would, because he's not omni he's not omnipresent. Right. Yeah. Obviously, it's the specific presence of Jesus rather than the omnipresence. Um, hey, the Catholics can literally eat his flesh and drink his blood. Ooh, they might be into that. We'll Who's a Catholic? To, um... Let's get them in here. <clears throat> Let's get the whole Catholics gambit. today. I don't think we have any Catholics today. That's kind of a bummer. Oh, that, well, I started talking trash last week, and they came in with a vengeance. Ooh, yeah. All right, Bob, yeah. back to aliens. Hmm. All right. Oh, Nate. Oh, there's a, a comment. Um, you saw it in the uh, chat. Good to know that... Nate believe thinks excuse me, good to know Nate thinks love and acceptance is an anti Christian value. Yeah, I just asked if he was taking his meds because I don't even understand what that means. We we didn't talk about love and acceptance, so I don't know if he's saying like love is love or I don't know, because we're anti like gross. Yeah, it's about your book, that... bro. Oh, the pregnant man book? Yeah. Pretty oh sure. Well it's not coherent, like you gotta be I would like to know what Bob thinks about the Nephilim. Oh no, please! I can't do that. Hey, let's do shape shifting aliens. I can do. I'm I'm in the I'm in the mood for that. What today. if the Nephilim were the founders of what? Well, see, you don't know the the sacred scriptures of Star Trek, so I mean, you could just be in outer darkness. It's fine. Wow. The founders of the Dominion. And this is where we get Kingdom Dominion theology, right? I could tie this whole thing in. Gee, Chris, I'm sure you could so let glad me. you're like, are you starting a room this morning? This is what happens when I start it too early. <laughs> no. We had a real good discussion yesterday with the boys. Um, and we had a couple people. They were just talking about John 10. Was it? That was a good I don't think anybody mentioned aliens once. Hmm. Oh, and there was a uh, there was a debate um, 
with a study to show and this guy general and i was just like what's he general of and uh nobody could really answer and i was like general disarray and uh <laughs> you think it's good to have like people have pretentious names like if someone has a name like grand master expert do you think that's like wise to do that because it kind of sets itself up yeah i think it's it well i think it's stupid but i mean it apparently works because there's lots of stupid people like you know I, I i wasn't joking the other day there was like uh someone on facebook it was talking about like they were scheduling a prophetic release of blessings and money for people who said the right prayer sequence or whatever, or, you know, the demonic incantation, but their name was like prophetess, apostle, bishop. So, I mean, if that's not like a couple levels higher than grandmaster or something, I'm like, who buys this crap? Literally and figuratively. Apparently a lot of people though, because there's like thousands of people that are saying these words, like copy and paste. I'm like, what the heck? No, it's interesting. So to answer your question, it is, yeah, it's, it's stupid. Um, but is it really because it works you know it's interesting that we, we sometimes we refer to the apostle paul but it, it seems like he never actually used that as like a title he was paul the apostle that was his like his uh his role or his uh you can say um his office but he never dressed himself as the apostle paul he always dressed himself as like paul sometimes just paul paul an apostle of jesus christ so but it's interesting how people you know like titles and they have exalted titles and it's do you think that when christ talked about came to discourage oh my goodness can you hear me okay mm -hmm. that poor connection thing all right when, do you think when jesus says call no man rabbi do you think that titles of distinction or good you know like having someone to be called apostle bishop or um pastor so-and-so do you think that's like good do you think should we have those titles of distinction or uh, superiority? Well, I, mean, uh, I, don't well, I mean, it's clearly, I mean, certain titles are clearly biblical. I mean, like, you know, elder, deacon, bishop, uh, pastor. So, I mean, you know, the Bible calls certain titles and it says, hey, here's the qualifications to be these things. Um, so I guess you can be those things without calling someone those things. But I mean, I don't think it's bad. I mean, I mean, you can see, right? Is there not a fine line between, oh, I'm Pastor Mark or oh, I'm Pastor Sam or you know, Father Chris <clears throat> versus, um, you know, prophetess, bishop, apostle. Like, does one sound kind of normal, just kind of rolls off the tongue easy? It's like, oh, hey, Pastor Mark versus, hey, prophetess, bishop, apostle. I they mean, really had those three. Go on, Chris. Sorry. No, they do. Yeah. He's one sounds self-seeking and pretentious, and the other one just sounds, you know, normal. Yeah, past, Pastor Nate. That sounds a lot better than that other, whatever that long name, uh, Prophet. What is it? It's Prophetess Bishop, uh, oh, well, po uh, Prophetess Bishop Apostle, I think it was. I mean, we could really turn the room into a dumpster fire, Nate. We could talk about lady teachers. Because uh, there was a couple of rooms like last week. And it was like, you know, Prophetess so-and-so is running this room. And then she's uh, speaking... Mm. Like, I guess, like, you know, Charles, like Oneness Charles, he like oh, rolled yeah. in there and was like, yeah, ladies can't be pastors because, you know, the, the Oneness Pentecostals don't, for the most part, um, don't have lady pastors. And she was calling down like curses on him and stuff. And, like, ah! Yeah, it was like a whole thing. 
funny. I love these like prophetesses that are like, I'm going to perform witchcraft now. I'm going to perform some curses on you. <laughs> it's like, do you have to dance around a, a, a unlit fire pyre naked, like cutting yourself like the prophetesses of uh, Astra or like... That's a very good question. I'd like to know how it works too. But do they believe that kind of like Elijah could call down fire from heaven? They have similar abilities to, I don't know, call down curses from God. Is that what was going on? She was pronouncing a curse on the on Charles? Yeah. That's horrible. Pretty sweet. I mean, it's the, I mean, Knowing that these idiots don't have any actual power, it just makes it funny. But you, they could be, though. I mean, I understand sometimes there are people who are witches who will infiltrate the church, and they do have sometimes demonic powers. So, but... I don't believe a word of that. I think that's a charismatic nonsense thing. I think that's like new apostolic reformation, <clears throat> complete bullcrap. Well, wait, hang on. So the people who say, like the the NAR people who say witches have curses, or the actual people who say, I don't, I don't know anybody that's nonsense. I'm not a Christian. Your God sucks. But I am a witch, and you know, hell, Satan, and demons give me power. I mean, you can't say that's NAR, like because they're not affiliated with NAR at all. They're the opposite side. They're like occult people. So, are you talking about NAR people who say witches have power that can like make you trip over cracks and break your mother's back? Or are you talking about the actual <laughs> cult people who would say, I have, you know, demon powers. I can, you know, make your bread spoil in the fridge faster. Right. So there's a common appellation amongst charismatics that there are witches and warlocks that have invaded the church in order to corrupt the church. Uh, and they are casting okay. spells on people, but they're walking around as if they're regular church members. And uh, none of okay. none of that is true. Like, it's just all false. They have no evidence. They've never caught anybody. <clears throat> they just make these wild claims to scare people because their whole thing is they have to scare the crap out of people to control them. Um, that's what the NAR does. Um, that's, you know, that's a very, you know, the, the people that teach, you know, that you can lose your salvation, that's exactly what they're doing is they're trying to scare you into submission so that you give them money and power. You talking about Rick Joyner and them? I don't know who that is. I don't know who Rick joined. The name sounds vaguely familiar, but I wouldn't be able to tell you what he teaches. Well, yeah. Oh, she has a question or says something in chat. She says, well, some people taught that God honors the word of a prophet. But then there goes the thing. Are these people prophets? They are not. So if there were a prophet, perhaps God would honor the prophet, but they're not prophets. So that's, um, see where I'm going with that? <laughs> yeah, and this is why I went so hard after Christina Nick, is that, you know, she belongs to a non-Christian cult that tries to dress themselves up and LARP as Christians, and people still don't get it. Like, people are like, no, she's a sister. I'm like, dude, she believes in kingdom dominion theology, and she believes that the words that she speaks into the air have actual power because faith is a force, and the reason that God is God is because he manipulates the force of faith the best. And so we can mirror that because at the cross, 
he had given people that power. And so, so the whole thing of kingdom dominion theology is that Jesus turned the keys of the kingdom back over to people on earth that are Christians that can then use this force of faith in order to use the creative power that God used to create the universe. Like, this is what they actually believe. It's not Christian. This is like pulling teeth. No one? Bob? I I had high hopes when I brought you up here. You're behaving too well. We got FJ down there. I wonder if he can talk because we've been going back and forth on uh, on. I've invited him. You can invite him. Maybe they didn't get it. Oh, what what about? What have you and FJ been talking about? I don't think I know him. That's a cool picture, though. What is that thing? Is that like a holy hand grenade? What have you guys been going back and forth, Chris? Uh, he's Catholic, so we're just going back and forth on theology in the back channel. Well, Catholics do have the best idols, I'll give them that. Like, those, that thing looks very shiny. You know what that is, right? No, I ask. What is it? That's what the, it's what you put the Eucharist in. What? You put it on one of the spikes? Or it lays... No, hang it's, on, it, I guess you see open it the thing up. And what? It looks like you're going to, like... Poke yourself. It looks very spiky. We're seeing the same picture, right? I see things with lots of spikes on it. it looks like a. I don't think they're spikes. I think they're rays of, like. Light. Oh. Yeah. No, those are spikes. It looks like a ten thousand needles. I mean, you know, the body and the blood. I mean, that's a way to get some blood. Yeah. It's another way you can check to see if somebody's a changeling. <laughs> see, a reptilian. It if, all if, it's, back. if it's green, they're a reptilian. Do reptilians bleed green? I don't know. Are they Vulcans? So you don't know Star Trek canon, so like Do it's Vulcans useless to talk bleed to green? You. Yeah, clearly. Well, talk about Star Wars. Bro, no one cares Wars. about Star Wars. No one cares Star about Wars you, Chris. Star I Wars wrecked their something. own brand. I care about. That. I mean, Star Trek's trying to wreck their own brand too. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> oh, and Marvel working you know, hard. Marvel just wrecked their brand. Like they they killed off the Punisher. Like he's not coming back because he appealed. Like I oh I should have got the the actual article. It is maddening. Like they they actually like said pretty much everything I'm saying. Like because he was too conservative and had like conservative values and loved family and loved guns and stuff like that. Um, it it, it wasn't where they were going anymore. Wait, like, killed, what? They, wait, wait, wait. They killed off the Punisher? He's take, what? I, I'm not sure if they actually killed him, like, in the series, but he's he's done. They're discontinuing him. He's not, they're not doing anything else with him anymore because apparently he's the he's the wrong type for their brand. You know, the brand that, like, is superheroes and kills everyone and, like, has antiheroes and, like, death and mayhem everywhere. Uh, apparently, he's bad for that now. That's not their brand anymore. Like, if, I mean, if they were going to continue him on, he'd have to, like, swear off guns He'd have to become pregnant, and um, that's that's like the only way they'd keep him. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, I'm you know, more and more, it's like they're driving people into the Bible. It's like they they're getting rid of distractions left and right. Like hate Disney, and yeah, like the, the Star Wars, how they're trying to wreck their brand, like the new stuff. Yeah, I'm losing interest in that. I was talking about old school Star Wars. Um, yeah, like freaking Punisher. I love the Punisher. So it's like, okay, well, the more distractions you take away, 
I mean, is this God using evil for good? Like you're like, oh, here, here's a more of a distraction. Let's let's make it pregnant. Let's make it pregnant. Oh, let's have Satan Baphomet talk to kids about books in the library. Like, well, not interested in any of that stuff. So it's like they're they're driving the faithful straight to the arms of God. Um, and I guess everyone that's not that's just like completely nuts. Well, then they've got lots of crap to distract them. There, there's a Christian point, Chris. All right, top that one. I can't top that, Nate. You're amazing. Everything you say is great. Oh, thank you. Oh, but to touch on something Chris said earlier about the, the witches in the church. Now, but when is that, like, for example, we read about wolves in sheep's clothing, right? They come into the church to, to corrupt and to wreak havoc in the church. And, you know, what is a wolf? Well, somebody who's not a true believer so they're in the kingdom of darkness. So I don't think it's a stretch to say it could happen where you have somebody who's a witch or a warlock infiltrating the church to wreak havoc. Would you would you think that's fair? I mean, Chris, I think it's fiction. Okay. Well, well, wait, we can't say that. I mean, if if the Nor people say it, I mean, you know, broken clock can be can be right twice a day. I'm sure at some point there has been like some like occult person that's like, yeah, watch me infiltrate this church and secretly you know stab voodoo dolls or put hexes in the congregants ha, ha, ha. i mean i'm sure somewhere at some time that's happened that doesn't mean it's happening all the time it's not like but they I mean, have real power that that's the other problem is that they don't have real power this idea that the nar is running around out there saying that witches and warlocks have real power that's just stupid they don't have any power well yeah i mean that's a different thing though okay so like, can we settle on like no 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 power stuff happening but i'm sure at some point a person who's like, you know, a, a, a witch or a man witch or a warlock or whatever has probably went to like it's not a sandwich. That, it's a man witch <laughs> thinking that they're legitimately going to mess with Christians in their church. Right. So we can we can establish that has to have happened. Now we can talk. I mean, they believe it. Now we can talk about whether they actually have power. And, you know, if someone got in a fender bin in their parking lot. That was that was the extent of their darkness and evil powers. Or they just happen to not be paying attention. And, you know. We're talking about where to eat after church and ran into someone. Um, so, so I mean, you would agree that, right? At some point, someone had to have infiltrated church thinking they're going to do voodoo hexes or something. And then we could talk about whether or not it actually happened and they had any power. I think we should all be. I mean, sure. But like there's a there's an appellation in these cults that says that. You know, every that. church is like got tons of witches. And there was another a room that I stumbled into in Clubhouse that said that almost all pastors are witch infiltrators. Oh, what? Yeah. I mean, like, dude, this is how wacky this is. Yeah. All well, pastors are witch infiltrators. But, well, but Chris, yeah, put, put, putting aside those claims, I understand that's a that's a different issue. I'm just saying they could be all wrong. Right, I'm not even familiar with the, the Nar. I never heard of that, but I'm just saying. But from biblically, we we have, for example, Judas. Judas was a a, a child of the devil, and he was a, in following Christ, and he eventually got possessed by the devil and betrayed Jesus. That's kind of satanic activity, right? So, and he was an emissary of the devil. So I don't think it's a stretch. That's what I'm saying. And and they do have power. I mean, we even, you know, you don't you don't think they have uh, witches that have any kind of power or no to Nope, I don't but, think any witches have any power of any kind except the power of stupidity. Okay, so but what about like in Moses? You know, when the you know who are the um, 
the servants of the Pharaoh and they threw down their staves and they can kind of imitate some of the miracles that the magicians, I forgot what the name right. were. They, the magicians. Okay. Yeah. So they had no real power. They were doing parlor tricks. You think Moses was doing a parlor trick when he threw his staff down and nope. the other snakes disappeared? That wasn't no parlor trick. No, the, Moses, the, the contrast the scripture draws is that Janice and Jambres were doing parlor tricks. Moses threw his staff down and it ate their snakes that they had just produced out of a basket somewhere. Um, you know, and so parlor tricks were very common in, in royal courts. And what the, the point of Moses was is to differentiate the power of God from a parlor trick. Well, the parlor trick could be Satan at work. Satan does have, you know, certain powers, and he can perform things. No, that, that is, is witchcraft, in, right? No, that's you don't incorrect. Think, you don't think Satan can he, do that, huh? He, no, he absolutely Satan can. Has, no, hold on, stop. We're going to talk what the Bible teaches, not what we think. The Bible teaches that Satan is a creature. He is not capable of anything supernatural. Okay, what he can do is he can lie. Same thing with demons. Demons do not do the supernatural. They are creatures. They are not necessary beings that can do and break the laws that God has laid out for the universe. Okay, and so all Satan can do is lie. All demons can do is lie. We don't see them doing anything else supernatural the, uh, ever in the scripture. What about the Antichrist when he shows up? Is that a special event whenever it talks about, you know, he'll be doing these miracles and stuff like that? Is that a special event in your mind or different no, than all the other they're stuff? Not, they're not. If you read any decent theology, you're going to see that there are no actual miracles that the Antichrist will do. Um, they will be parlor tricks. Um, like the wound in his head that was miraculously healed, all this stuff, it's all parlor tricks. Hmm. And so the Satan cannot do miracles, period, end of story. He's a creature okay. just like us. But he has supernatural. So when he talks about the signs and lying wonders in Second Thessalonians 2.9, do you think those lying wonders are not supernatural? They're parlor Correct. tricks? Correct. Yeah, they're parlor tricks. They're okay. lying so, wonders. Okay, but it doesn't necessarily mean he he has supernatural. You don't. He doesn't have any supernatural abilities. You're saying? No. Is Satan omnipresent? I'm not saying he's Satan. omnipresent. Satan. <laughs> great. <clears throat> hey, yeah. but like Paul, Paul cast a spirit out of a woman that was making money for people. These spirits can do that. They make powerful. Yeah, you. It's Again, witchcraft. This is it's lies. Okay, so so what so what the spirit was doing was just telling people lies because demons have two thousand IQs. Okay, like they are way 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 smarter than any human. Okay, and so because they are spiritual beings, they have access to the spiritual world. They can lie about it. Now, if that the lady that Paul had you know, cast the demon out of, she was a soothsayer and she was just saying stuff like the, do you think the Oracle at Delphi was actually laying down actual truth for people? Like, no, they're, they're lies. Like, why would we think that Satan would go around telling people truth to what end? But it's just dumb. I mean, like this idea that Satan has some kind of supernatural power 
has never been supported and accepted by the church for 2,000 years. Satan does not have supernatural powers. So when it talks the lying wonders we read about, I mean, just, it just the lying wonder can refer to miracles. That's the word means. Now, it could be a, just a parlor trick, or is it a miracle that is meant to deceive people into, you know, people putting their trust into, you know, the Antichrist? It's designed to mislead, to deceive. They are supernatural abilities. Because the word wonder is, it can refer to miracle. Right. But the, but the descriptor of lying tells you that it's, it's not a real wonder. So, okay, so, so we, when we read of the dragon giving power to the beast to do, so just to do parlor tricks, that, that's what dragon, that Satan's going to empower the beast to do parlor tricks. Nothing yes. any supernatural. Okay. All right, I mean, you can, you can believe that. I mean, me and, every, me and okay. every Christian who lived before 1900, we all believe okay. that. So calling mm. down fire from heaven, that's a parlor trick. Calling down fire from heaven, that's what the false prophet can do. That's a parlor trick? Yep. But we don't know if that's okay. actual fire. Again, like, you, here's the thing: is like when you start talking about stuff in Revelation, there what, what are mean? certain hey. exegetical rules that you have to follow to understand what's going on. The problem is, is that you know, bare literalism has led to really, really bad takes, like late great planet Earth Hal Lindsey kind of nonsense. That, that is nonsense. Isn't, it is You're nonsense. Right. That's right. But, but but the but the prophet did call down fire, and fifty of the false prophets went to ash pretty quick, and then fifty Wait, more what? came. Wait, what? Elijah? Went to ashes. Yeah. No, Chris Elijah, totally believes Elijah called down fire from heaven. Hundred percent. Yeah, he did. Elijah did miracles. Moses did miracles. Jesus did miracles. The apostle did miracles. Like I mean, all those people were doing running around doing miracles. That's how they established their authority. And Satan is going to run around doing these faults, doing these miracles or works of power and deceive many. That's a fact. Right. But, but again, is it deceiving them into believing or is it deceiving them about what if the works were real or not? When we actually look at the grammar of the text, the deception is not that they're following Satan. Because guess what? They were already <coughs> unbelievers. They were already following Satan. Duh, they're they're slaves to Satan when they started. So it's not like they're newly following Satan. It's that they're newly believing in his false works. That's what the text says. Have you read in Revelation where it definitely says this prophetess was teaching and doing these things? These are works of Satan and they are works of power. They lead the people astray. These things absolutely happen. It's right there. This stuff Are is you talking real. about in Revelation three. Yeah, Revelation three. She calls right. herself she a prophetess, just, and right, she leads, exactly. and she leads the bond servants astray. And right, that's but she's not doing anything supernatural. And and, well, and it says that the elect doing. can right. We don't. We, yeah, you're right. We don't have any information on what she was doing, but we know that she was lying. Right. You know, and the and the other and the other issue is that a we know that you know Jesus says, and even the elect would be fooled if that were possible. So the, it's not possible that the elect can be fooled by this nonsense. But, but Jesus says the false prophet shall show great signs and wonders. It's miracles. They have the ability to do. It's right there. They can do miracles. Show right us there. the book, chapter, verse. 
Matthew 24, verse 24. I see it. Right it's there. right there. All right, so Matthew 24 is talking about what? It's during, Matthew 24 is dealing with the tribulation period. No, Matthew 24 is dealing with 70 AD, my friend. No, it's not. Most of it is no. Most of it is dealing with the tribulation period. And about Revelation, I've studied my brains out in Revelation, my brains out for two, a couple of years, verse by verse, commentary on the book. So I'm quite so, acquainted okay. with the book of Revelation. Just for what's so worth, you, it, mo, mo, I, okay. most of it is not. Most of it. So, Edwin. Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever have you ever run through Living by the Book by Howard Hendricks? No, I have not. Nope. Okay. So what I'm you not need saying to do... like I'm an authority. I'm, hold on a second. I'm not saying I'm an authority in Revelation. I'm just saying I'm very acquainted with. I'm acquainted with the criticism yeah. of non-interpreting literally. Most of it, most of it is it's not as symbolic as people say it is. And when people start interpreting, oh, that's just not literal. That's not literal. And there's no nothing in the text. For example, the fire coming out from heaven. It's literally fire. There's nothing that indicates it's symbolic. And if you say it's symbolic, what's your justification? Other than well, it doesn't fit into my worldview. Well, we know that can't be. Anything uh, little right, that's not uh, the false, justification false that people give. It's apocalyptic literature, so we have to read it within its context and within its genre. And so, what I would do is I would challenge you to go through Living by the Book. We just did a 12 week class on it here on Clubhouse. Um, you can listen to the replays and follow along with the curriculum. Um, just get the book in the workbook and work through it, it'll take you about 12 weeks. And then redo your study, because I think if you use yeah, I, the I, exegetical I, tools that you are given by the apostles, yeah. then you will probably come out with some different ideas. Yeah, I, I first I read all the commentaries. But anyway, about Matthew 24, Matthew 24, talking about the, the great signs and wonders. Prophets can do great wonders, and it means miracle. What do you believe it means? Is it a miracle or is it not? Look it up in the Greek. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And oh, again, there are false signs and wonders. Wait, wait, I don't understand. Said, wait, I'm, 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 I'm asking you a question. Here, I'll read you the. I'll read you the verse. Wonders. For the wonders false. Wonders means. For well, the, a miracle. Let me read the. Go let ahead. me read the go verse. Ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders, so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. Therefore, I say to you, behold, he is in the wilderness. Do not go out. Or behold, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe them. For just as the lightning comes from the east and appears even in the west, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. Okay. So what this is talking about is lying about these signs and wonders. It's not saying that these things are actually happening, that they are lying signs and wonders. It's a real right. stretch. It's a real stretch. It's not Energetically, a stretch. it's a real stretch. They're, they're suit. No, wait, wait a second, Chris. It says, show great signs and wonders. Their purpose mm -hmm. even to mislead people astray from the truth. But the text is not. What Did it is, look it up in the Greek, it's a, it's a miracle. That's what it is. And the purpose of these miracles is to deceive. The to con mislead people listen, astray. The context here is that they are false signs and wonders. I would argue that when you go into a NAR church like Bethel, they are doing false signs and wonders. It doesn't mean that they are doing actual 
like, you know, supernatural stuff. They're not actually gaining any power from grave sucking. They're not actually telling somebody's fortune through tarot cards. Okay. I'm not talking about those churches. I'm talking about what Jesus Let's not, I'm not talking about those in our churches. We're right. about and, and again, exegetically here, exegetically here, this already happened. This was already fulfilled in 70 AD. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all, but I guess, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all either. And Satan has convinced people to become Calvinist. You know. <laughs> I know, like Nate. <laughs> oh, Bob, Bob, you had me. I was on your side until you made... Who who do you think so, makes Calvinist? I don't think I don't think I don't I, gotta, think, God, I, I, don't think, I don't think God makes Calvinists. The no, Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, so he makes people Calvinists. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, well. I I I'm gonna, Bob, I'm you don't go think the Holy Spirit is God, so that's one of your problems. What? I mean you I don't, don't think, think what? Holy, you don't think the Holy Spirit is God, right? Yeah, I do. He's God how? Being Holy Spirit. That's how. But he's not a person. Of course not. He's a spirit. Yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> he sure ain't three persons either. Uh, the Holy Spirit is one person. <laughs> no. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. Nate is a person. So, Bob, whenever you pass and you become a spirit, you won't be a person then? I will always be a person, just like Jesus is a person. Okay, yeah. I was born. Is, a person, is the Father a person? No, he's a spirit. Do you know, well, but do you know, do you know what, do you know what the definition of person is? Yeah, I know what they told me at school. Oh yeah, they didn't. Well, you went babies, to you went to seminary. Babies, no, high school, oh, okay. grammar school, high school, first grammar grade. school. Yeah. Oh yeah, they we're, we're talking about the person. theological. Oh. We're talking about the theological definition of a person. Well, that's messed that's a, up. Totally different. That's messed well, up. Yeah, the I'm theological thing is messed up. Yeah, you're saying that's right. So when when we say person, we're talking we're talking past each other because you're thinking like a dude walking around. When we say person, we mean an individual substance of a rational nature. Yeah, and that's what human beings are. Well, human beings are beings that are also people, but dogs are beings as well, but they're not people. Amoeba are, amoebas are beings, but they're not people. Of course so not. So being and people is not the same, right? So my cat, I don't have a cat right now, the dog that got under my house last night at 2.30 in the morning, that uh, dog is a dog, and it's a being, but it's not a person. I hope the skunk wasn't under there. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. That's not my problem. If it I'm would just be, a, I'm just the only... It would be if, if the dog and the skunk get together. There's a car over here. I mean... My wife. Yeah, but these lying wonders are miracles performed by Satan and they deceive the elect. That's what they're for. Well, yeah, it says that the elect can't be deceived in Matthew 24. No, that's not that what read. that says. That's what you think it says. That's what it just said. No, that's why he, that's how he deceives them. 
says, so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And it is possible. It just says it's not possible. It says it he deceives if possible. <laughs> if it were possible. It is possible. But it, no, it, we just read it. I just read it to you. Satan can deceive the elect. If the days were not cut short, Satan would deceive every human being on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, combating? Yeah, How are you doing, say, combating? What you, got, what you got today, combating? Hey, how's it going? Pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> How are you we've doing? had better days. <laughs> we've had better days. Are you going to make our day better? Um... I hope so. Whoa. So it says, it says you guys have answers. That's that's good because I have a lot of a lot of tough questions for you. As long as they're sincere right. questions. Oh yeah, of course. I I don't know where to start actually. Um, I guess we can start with um. <clears throat> Let me see here. Okay, so according to Christianity, who created the heavens and the earth? Let's start there. God. God. Okay. All right. And who was the first man that, that God created? Adam. Okay. And Adam, his um his his religion, what what was his religion again? He didn't have a need for religion because he was seeing God face to face while he was still in the state of grace. Okay. But his belief system could you describe his belief system for us, please? We didn't have a belief system because he was literally talking with God. It says that he was walking with him in the garden in the cool of the day. So you don't need to believe something. It's like, I don't have to believe in you if you and I are having lunch, right? That's not a belief. That's just a, hey, I'm, I'm having lunch with combating today. I don't, need a, I don't need a belief system surrounding my having lunch with you. I'm just having lunch with you. Because you say he, he saw God, right? Yeah. Yeah, could you could you show me a verse where it says that Adam ever saw God before? Sure. He walked with God in the cool of the evening? Yeah, walked with God in the cool of the garden. I mean, I would imagine that, like, you know, given exegetically that it says he's walking with God, that he actually is seeing God and walking with him like physically like hanging out because he's adam and god had just created him and talked to him and was giving him a whole bunch of you know commands and telling him stuff and you know teaching him directly and so okay so so that verse it should be taken literally and, and not figuratively is that is that what you're saying basically yes Okay. But not all verses in the Bible are taken literally, correct? 
you have to take them according to their literary context. So when the author is using metaphor or simile, then you understand that. When Jesus says, I am the door, it doesn't mean he's a giant slab of wood. It means that he's giving you a metaphor. Okay. Now, did he, um, okay, so so you're saying God is, he walks like like man walks. So in that particular case of Adam, we believe that the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, would have been walking with him in the garden. We see many um, uh, appellations of um, divine uh, persons coming to the earth, like Joshua 5. We have the captain of the host of the Lord, um, who is also defined as God. We have um, the burning bush that Moses sees. Um, we have the angel of the Lord that appeared to before Abram. Um, there are many instances of um, God physically showing his presence. Um, during the Exodus, you see the uh, flame, the column of flame by day and the column of cloud. I'm sorry, column of flame by night and the column of cloud by day. These are physical presences, specific presences of God. Okay, so <clears throat> so it was actually Jesus. He was walking. What you're saying now? I mean, that, you know, it's not, just it's not what you're just, saying now. It's what he's always been saying. Right. So, so I mean, we're, what we're saying is that when we look at the further revelation that we're given in the New Testament about who the person of Christ is, like for instance, when Jacob um, is uh, uh, wrestling the angel of the Lord, you know, we can surmise from. I'm not going to die on this hill. But we can surmise from that that the angel of the Lord is a Christophany, what we would call a Christophany, or a physical presence of Christ before his incarnation. But does the verse say that? No. We, so the way that the Bible works is that there are two ways that God reveals his truth. The first way is that he outright says things, right? So he, he explicitly states things. The second way is revealed to us um, as the logical extension of what he's doing. And so when Jesus in Matthew 22, um, uh, 29, talks about the Sadducees and how they didn't believe in the resurrection, Jesus lays out a logical case for the logical implications of Scripture and that we are responsible for understanding God's revelation by logical inference. Yeah, that was a when, way of answering. Uh, yeah, but that, when God walked, question. when God walked in the garden with Adam and God walked with Enoch, I mean, God's got two feet. He's got a couple of hands and some eyes. I mean, it's pretty obvious. God, God, the Spirit. Um, but uh, go on, combating. So, so do you understand that? it doesn't need to be explicitly stated in scripture for it to be revelatory truth that the logical um, implications of scripture are also revealed truth. Well, it just, it, it kind of sounds like a contradiction unless, because when I first asked the question, did, did, uh, did Adam see God? You replied that he did, 
maybe I should have specified, did he see God as you as you refer to as the Father or God as you refer to as Jesus? Because now you're saying it was actually Jesus. So when when I asked if you Jesus did he see God. God, yeah, I know that's what you believe, but what I'm saying so, is So I think that what you're trying to get to is does God enter his creation? Is that where we're going with this? No, no. Okay, because we would say I'm, no, God does not enter his creation. So okay. God is infinite. God does not take all of his infinity and put it into the finite. He is the necessary being. We are contingent. Um, he does not put himself fully in terms of his essence into his own creation. So let me just answer that for you, because I know that's a common Muslim objection. Okay, let, let me just ask it this way. Did, did Adam see God as you refer to as the father? No. Okay. All right. So that makes it that that clears up that that apparent contradiction. Okay. So we have Adam. He he never saw God the Father, but he saw uh, Jesus. Okay. So did Adam inform Jesus when he saw him that you know one day you're gonna be my great 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 grandson? Did like did Jesus give respect more respect to Adam, or did Adam give more respect to Jesus? Because actually, Adam is the like great 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 grandfather of Jesus, so it seems like Jesus should have been showing mm. more respect to Adam. Well, you have to understand what the nature of the incarnation is. So the nature of the incarnation is not that the second person of the Trinity was fully poured into human flesh. Again, that would be God entering His own creation, which is illogical. Okay. So the nature of the incarnation is that you have the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, who takes on an additional human nature to his divine nature. The divine nature is never fully contained within the human nature, and the human nature is never fully subsumed into the... Okay, and how you just explained that just now, who was the first person to explain it that way? So what he just explained, who's the first person? Who knows? There's no way to know who the first person ever to explain it that way was. The first person who understood it correctly? I don't know. Well, I can't think it's important because the way you the way you just explained it, how do I know if that's the the correct explanation or not, unless it comes from, unless I can trace back that explanation to a prophet, for example, like if Jesus explained it that way, then okay. No one could, well, you're no already one too far away. Well, like none of Remember how we, I'm sorry. Well, well, real quick for the first thing, none of this matters. Like this, like no matter how you understand this, it's, it's not going to have anything to do with your eternal destination. So like you're trying to like we're talking about stuff that is not a salvation issue. It doesn't matter, um, and it's like way, way, way off in the weeds. You can never have a correct understanding of this, and it doesn't matter. So that's the first point. It's irrelevant. So if you just want to understand, we can talk about that, but it's not going to do anything for you. So the thing you need to understand that comes from Jesus Himself and everyone else is He's the way. Repent, believe, death, burial, resurrection. Put your faith in Him to have eternal life and repent and follow him. That's the answer. 
So, so that's what you need. So by the time we're asking like who the first person to understand if like it was actually Jesus who walked uh, around with Adam in the evening, that's wholly irrelevant. That's what I would say. But if you just want to know for an academic standpoint, that's going to do nothing for you, then sure, carry on. Okay, hey, well, Sean, let's, let's, let's talk about salvation then. So according to you, what saves someone from, from, the, from the hellfire what? and allows him to go to paradise? What I just said. Believing in the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is that it? Yes, the gospel that he died on the cross for you. His blood was shed for the forgiveness of sins. He took our place for the sin we deserved, uh, for the sin we did. He took our place, died, paid that price so we can be forgiven and made new in him. So if you believe that, repent, stop doing what you know is wrong, and follow him. Learn about him, follow him, ask him to save you, forgive you, make you born again, give you eternal life, make you a new creation, and you are saved. That's it. Okay, so what about the people who came before Jesus? Like, let's let's go back to the time of Noah, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, the the people who believed in uh, the message that Noah um, was sent with, and they boarded the boat, for example, and they were saved from the flood. So, <clears throat> those believers, when they died, where where did they go? Heaven. It's still by faith in Jesus or by faith in God. Like back then, they had the law. So with faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So God says, like right before the law, um, did you say Abraham or Noam? Like before the law, um, there was just Abraham, and he didn't even have the law. So it was by faith in God. And then the law came. And the law didn't save anyone. But it's because they had faith in God who gave the law and said, do this, that they did that, expressing their faith in God. And then Jesus shows up, says, hey, I am God. Follow me. And again, it was by faith in God. God gave God gave people different things to do, and they ex- exercise their faith in God by doing them. So it's always by faith in God. So before Jesus, before the law, that's the answer. Faith in God. So if I have faith in God now, but I don't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I can go to heaven too. Then, right? then that's showing you don't have faith in God. So like if someone has faith in God now, like in Judaism, if they say, well, I have faith in God, that's why I follow the law. Well, no, God told you something else to do. God gave you something to do. God gave you himself in flesh and blood and said, here, I am the law fulfilled. I fulfill the law, all the law, all the prophets, every little bit of it, I fulfilled. So now follow me, have faith in me. I'm in front of your face. So you can't go back. You can't say, well, before the law, I just have faith in, you know, some sort of God somewhere. So that counts. No. Then you can't say, well, I have faith in the law because God said follow the law and I have faith in, like, you know, a lot of cults here will do and say you got to keep the law. And you'll say, no, no, because God gave you something else, another task, if you will. So God fulfilled the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. So you can't have faith in the law anymore. Now, if you want to have faith in God, you follow Jesus. Okay, so the way the salvation changed, basically. So it it used to be if you just had faith in God, then you you were saved. Then at some point, and some additional requirements were added. Nope. Meaning you had to believe in. What do you, what do you mean? Because you, you just said the people in the time of Noah, who was actually before Abraham, so they, they weren't following any Abrahamic laws or anything. You said <clears throat> if they just had faith in God, then they, they, got, par- they got paradise, right? Now you're saying so you're talking at about some how you, point. You're that, talking about how you explain the faith. Yeah. 
how you express the faith. So here's the thing is, is uh, Genesis 15, 6 says that, and Abram believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Paul lays this out in Romans 4, verse 2 through 4, about how Abram came to faith and how he was saved uh, or justified is the theological word. Okay. Well, we're so, talking about Noah, actually. Noah came before Abraham. Yeah, so. I, I realize. I, I'm just work with me here. So Noah and all others who were um, people of faith, they all had the same thing. They just believed God, and it was credited to them as righteousness. And we are saved the exact same way today. So Paul's argument is that salvation is always the same way. It is that we believe God, and it's not a mental ascent. Okay, so it's a it is a faith that produces works. Okay, and that faith is the method that God uses to justify us. Yeah, but and it has always people... been that way since Adam and Eve, all the way through through today. It's the exact yeah, same you... method of salvation. Yeah, but you said that the, in the time of Noah, not you, but I think it was Nate, he said that when the believers died, they went to heaven. But Jesus hadn't died for their sins yet. So how how did they go to heaven? So, so the, the way the same answer I always gave. Chris, just make sure you say this a thousand more times because I don't think it was heard. Faith in God. Okay, continue on, Chris. Okay, but so the you, way, you said the way that the propitiatory sacrifice—hold <laughs> on, hold on—the way the way that the propitiatory sacrifice works is that it looks backward and looks forward. First Peter two twenty four says, "And he bore our sins on the cross." That means our sins going all the way back to Adam, and our sins all the way coming forward to us. Just because the the res the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ happened at a point in linear time in history does not mean that the sacrifice itself is limited to that point in time. It says that in Revelation that he is the lamb who has been slain since the foundation of the world. So that means that his propitiatory sacrifice is valid going backward and forward for all people of faith. Oh man, did you just get a phone call and just missed my sweet explanation? <laughs> it's eternal too. Not only does it go backwards and forwards, you know, it extends into eternity for all eternity. Yep. So combating, where did you where did you where did I get cut off when you got a phone call? Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Okay, but the point I was trying to make is people entered paradise according to you before Jesus without him dying for their sins yet how did they get in heaven and still their sins were not accounted for yet by Jesus dying for them yet right so so what I had said before you got your phone call or during your phone call is that the propitiatory sacrifice of Christ first Peter 2 24 says he bore our sins in his body that is a uh, backwards looking sacrifice as well as a forwards looking sacrifice all the way to today so everyone from Adam until the baby born just now, um, that sacrifice of Christ is effective for all people. And so it doesn't matter that it happened at a point in time of linear history. What matters is that Jesus. It taught, the Bible also talks about it being an eternal sacrifice, that he is the lamb who has been slain before the foundation of the world. And so his sacrifice would be 
um, effective for Old Testament saints as well as New Testament. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that when he died, that that was uh, basically retroactive. The 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 sure. sins people did were taken care of by that. Okay. Sure. But the criteria. Mm-hmm. What? What? Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, but the the criteria, the criterion for having someone's um, for entering paradise, basically, right? What was that? It was just belief in God, and that so that that seems like that was that that was pretty weighty because um, it separated those believers from. From the ones who were drowned, for example, if we talk about the, the the flood of Noah, the 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 people who drowned, right? They when they died, they didn't go to heaven, did they? They were all evil. Read the story. Every single one of them, all they did was evil daily. There was only yeah. like eight people on the whole planet who believed God, and guess what? They didn't die. Okay, yeah. So they went to hellfire, I, I assume, right? The ones that didn't believe, sure. Yeah. And and Jesus dying for the sins of mankind that that doesn't that doesn't help them right. Well, yeah, because they rejected. It. They did not have faith in God. Again, we keep coming back, right? Faith in God, and so so if if faith in God is required for heaven for salvation, <clears throat> what would what would be the opposite of that? What would be required for not heaven? Well, not faith in God. So these people who are evil and rejected God, they did not have faith in God. The thing that would save them, they did not have. So they were not okay. saved. Okay, so it seems like there was already a way to distinguish people before Jesus, you know, supposedly died for people's sins. It seems like before he died for their sins, people who believed in the what the messenger who was sent to them was telling them, and they died, and you said they went to paradise, and the ones who disbelieved in that messenger, and they died, and they went to the hellfire, and the Jesus supposedly being crucified really wasn't um <clears throat> it really didn't affect what was going on back then. Well right? no, look so, at Re- it's like Revelation what, thirteen or nineteen, it talks about like the it talks about the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. So I get that in our brains it may be hard because we're linear creatures. We like w- work on like linear time and chronological order. But the Bible talks about before the foundation of the world. In some way, Jesus was always a sacrifice, and Jesus was always dying for their sins. So it talks about before before there was a person, before the planet was formed, this was always the way. Right, but the people who died, the people who were drowned in the flood, people who disbelieved in the, in the message that Noah was, was delivering, they didn't go to the hellfire because they didn't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? They went to hell because they did not have faith in God. But they didn't go to hell because they didn't believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, correct? Sure. So they went to hell for what exactly? I want you to answer this. I've said it like three times in 30 seconds. So what did I say they went to hell for? Because they were evil people. They committed sins. No, 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 no. I said it three times in 30. They did not have faith in God. They didn't have faith in God. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Can you show me a verse in the Bible that says that? What, that you need to have faith in God? No, that the people who, who drowned in the flood went to hell because they didn't have faith in God. Well, there's only two places. I mean, I can give you the entire Bible. I mean, if you want one verse to sum up the entire Bible, um, that may take me a while to figure out if there is a thing. But because yeah, what, what I've been hearing not... from Christians is that they went to hell because they're they're wicked people. They're committing all types of sins. So so God drowned them because of their sins, not not because of them not having faith in God. Well, no, it's all one and the same. If you have faith in God, you're not going to be a wicked, evil person because you have faith in God. If you are a wicked, evil person, it's because you don't have faith in God. Because if you did have faith in God, you would not be an evil, wicked person. It, they're synonymous. It's one and the same. So you're just drawing that conclusion, man. But that's not what the Bible says, correct? That is what the Bible says. It, it's, not a, it's not a hard conclusion to draw. There's no interpreting. Like, it's, it's very simple. If you have faith in God, you will follow God. That's how you have faith in God. God so is you're saying people who have faith in God, you're saying people who have faith in God don't commit sins. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're not evil and wicked. Like, look, like read the story of Noah. It says they're, hey, let me just bring this up. It's very explicit. So saying someone is like wicked and evil and all they think about is new ways to do evil daily and like their entire being is consumed because that's how evil they are. And then you say, oh, so Christians don't sin. Christians do sin. Oh, so you're saying Christians are evil and corrupted just like that? Of course not. And either that's intentional or you're doing it out of ignorance. Neither one is flattering. So, yes, Christians sin. We will do stuff that we feel is wrong and we repent. We resolve to, you know, turn from that and not do it again. But when we do sin, we ask God for forgiveness and we move on. That's quite different than constantly rejecting God and being evil to the core. Do you see a difference there? Or someone who commits like mass murder is exactly the same as the Christian who, uh, you know, accidentally or who like tells a lie feels remorse, feels bad, and it's like, ah, oh, please forgive me, God, I shouldn't have done that. That was my bad. Do you see them as exactly the same or a little different, where one falls on the mercy of God and repents, and the other one is like, I don't care about your God, and I just killed a bunch of people. Are they exactly the same type of person, or do you see a little bit of a difference between those two? Because that's the difference the Bible makes in Noah and the flood. Well, the problem is it gets kind of um, arbitrary. When, when you're talking about like what sins will people who believe in God commit and what sins will they not commit, yeah, it gets kind of kind of hairy there. So, I mean, well, people on, who believe in well, God, you, they, wait, they do wait, have wait, to. Hang well, on, one second, you, one second. You, for example, someone who believes in God, he can commit murder. For example, uh, he can believe in God and he can rape. I mean, there you can't like say, okay, someone believes in God, he can do this, but he can't do that. It just that gets kind of you know. Yeah, I could have saved you. Yeah, I, I could have saved you a lot of time, but I let you go. Was that bad? Was that a sin? No. But no, the difference is what happens when you do these sins? Do you not care? Do you feel remorse? Do you throw yourself in the mercy of God and repent? Do you resolve to do better and to try not to do it again? Or are you like, yeah, I sinned, so what? And I don't care. Your God's a lie. Your God's not real. Whatever. That's the thing. It's not that we don't sin or we can't commit the same things. It's just like, you know, the Bible says no one uh, no one who is a new creation, no one who's a Christian is going to make a practice and a habit of sin. So you will not see Christians just go out and like do gross sins all the time and not think twice about it. You'll say no one who's in Christ makes a practice like that of sinning, yet we will still sin. So the difference is, yeah, it will be few and far between. And when we do sin, 
we rely on the mercy of God and forgiveness versus someone who, when they sin, they're like, I don't care about sin. I don't believe in sin. And I don't like your God. And I also hate your God. And he doesn't exist. Get it? Okay. I it's guess, not just I guess the sin. Can... It's what do you do about the sin? Do you, first of all, do you care about sin? Do you recognize sin? And then what do you do about it? Do you ask God guess, for forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it'll just help that you can just like bring some, some evidence for your claim that the people who were drowned in the time of Noah didn't believe in God. That that would make this argument go a long way. Uh, the fact that they were drowned. No, it literally, yeah, says, it literally says in it literally says that there were none righteous and that God is going to just save the family of Noah. That you know that the wickedness was great upon the land. You know, like yeah, that's, I mean, that's indirect indirect evidence. But he said that they didn't believe in God. Because the criteria, remember, the criteria was if you believed in God, you went to heaven. And if you didn't believe in God, you went to hell. So I need yeah. some evidence that those people hang on. did not wait, believe the, in God. Me, me, wait, hey. remember why, remember, hang on, Bob. Remember why you wanted one verse and I said, Bob, you're loud. Hang on one second. Remember when I said you wanted, you wanted one verse to like sum up the entire Bible of what we're talking about? Just like that, right? And whenever you said it's indirect. The disciples also ask Jesus why he tells parables that are indirect. He says some people are supposed to get this, some people are not. So I hope you're not one of the ones that's supposed to not get it. It's very easy to to get. Um, so if you can't, then you know maybe pray to Jesus. Um, but first of all, we're not just saying just believe. I mean, it's like colloquial, right? So believe and what are you going to do about it? Like believe and I rely on God I, I, for repentance, for forgiveness uh, to save me. Or, yeah, I believe, because Jesus says even the even the demons believe, and they tremble. Okay, so, it, so it's not just like acknowledging, like, yes, I believe God exists. It's like, believe God exists, and have faith in him to, to save you. Have faith in him, and follow what he says, and obey. Before, does that make sense? Yeah, what you're saying makes sense, but that's not what the Bible says, though. So, that's I mean, literally it seems what the like Bible you... says. Yeah, can you can you just show me that, please? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and talk, Chris. Let me help this guy and get some Bible verses that's going to go over. Sure. I mean, when in combating, when you asked, um, when we talked about the hypostatic union and uh, the divine nature taking on um, an additional human nature, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that was all defined at the Council uh, Council of Chalcedon in 451 A.D. So that wasn't the first time it was talked about. You can find other instances of ancient church fathers speaking about uh, the divine nature and the human nature. You can actually see in the writings of Justin Martyr in 167 AD, um, you know, talking about these concepts. Um, but the official doctrine was not actually laid out until 451 AD. Same thing that we see with the... Uh, idea of the Trinity, the Trinity is derived by systematic theology. There's not a verse that it says, you know, that is in the New Testament says, no, behold, the Trinity is, you know, the nature of God. And, you know, he is three in one and, you know, like all this stuff. Um, it is, again, deriving the logical implications of what scripture is saying, that we use logic and reason to look at the revelation that was given and we derive doctrine from that yeah but that doesn't go far back enough because we can't um we can't like discount like or negate the role of 
of Satan. If we say we believe in Satan, we can't discount his role, his active role in this life. Meaning sure. he has the ability sure. to influence the way people think, the way people believe, what people say, sure. what people write down. So I need I need it to go back to a prophet. If it goes back to a prophet of God like Abraham, Moses, so, Noah, so you Jesus, have to, then you have we, to understand again, you have to understand that when we are given the writings, this is the authoritative scripture. And so when we look at the hypostatic union and we look at how we logically derive things from scripture, then the, the scripture is the authority that is written by apostles. Okay, this is but the how positive do you know faith that by the apostles. How do you know that Satan didn't influence them? Didn't in, influence in, in their writings. You mean yeah, these the apostles? Early because the apostles. These... Oh no, no, I'm talking about the apostles. I'm saying that we don't get our authority. We're not apostolics, okay? We're not like Catholics and EO. We get our authority directly from the scripture. We don't leave church councils or people like that as our authority. The authority is from the scripture. And so we are logically deriving these theological truths from what is laid out from the writings of the apostles. And so what you say is correct, that we need a good authority that is an apostle or a prophet. An apostle is the same level as a prophet in the New Testament, by the way. Um, and so... When we talk about the Apostle Paul, we talk about the Apostle John, well, how, the how Apostle do you define James. Apostle? How do you define? They were the twelve guys that were walking around with Jesus in the Gospels. Yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't Paul. But okay, so Paul was added later on. So we see in Acts chapter nine when Paul was added as an apostle by Jesus Himself. So, but he never even met Jesus. How did Jesus add him? He met him on the road to Damascus. That's literally the story of how the Apostle Paul was called by he Jesus. Met him physically? In he met person? Him on the road to Damascus. He appeared to him on the road to Damascus. Now we don't so know we have to accept we have to accept his, his word for that. Oh my gosh. Wait, uh, wait, hang on, hang on, wait, wait, hang on. Okay. I have got I've got to say some stuff up. Right? This is how I wanna say Satan or demons, um, but I'll just say this is how you're doing this right there's no way out because a minute and a half ago you said you need something from a prophet if chris would have said here's a prophet then you would have said that's a prophet you don't accept or you would have said that the words of that prophet were corrupt so you can do anything you want because you're clearly doing it to your detriment but i do have some answers for you so um let's see going back real quick so i mean you you can justify whatever you believe you can slide everything you want be like no no that's not for me i won't accept that i won't accept that i want to say kind of like those in the days of noah but okay let me go back to tie up some of the things you ask so where does the bible say evil or they didn't believe in god or whatever genesis 6 starting at 5 the lord like which chris already said the lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually um so that Someone who is only evil continually does not have a heart that has faith and exercises in God to follow God and be obedient to God. Um, and then the part you were talking about where even the demons believe or whatever, James 2.19. You believe there is God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So it's not just enough to be like, oh, I believe in God. Um, okay, cool. Um, it's because uh, the, the demons believe 
So it's those who do the will of the Father, those who have faith in God, those who have faith in Jesus. And the last thing is whenever things seem confusing or you say, and then I'll be quiet, and then I actually have to go pretty soon. But um, whenever you say that doesn't make sense, or you're reading between that, or you're interpreting that, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit lives with believers and guides them the way they should go. So not unlike, imagine this is you having a conversation with Jesus 2000 something years ago, and you hear a parable and you don't quite understand it. And you're like, no, no, he's beating around the bush. He's being too cryptic. I, I need him to tell me plainly. And then the disciples uh, say, well, let us get back to you on that. And they say, Jesus, why do you speak in parables? And he answered them, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For the one who has, more will be given. The one who exercises faith, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what little he has take will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand indeed. Um, so I hope that's not you, but it sure sounds like it. So you have eyes, you're reading the scriptures with us, you have ears, you're hearing what we're saying, but you're really not hearing it. Like you're you're hearing it, but you're not understanding it. So Ultimately, I would just say, you know, if you have a little bit of faith that you're exercising, use that and you'll be given more and you'll get it and things will make sense. If you don't use what little curiosity or faith you have, more is going to be taken away until you rationalize yourself straight to hell. And we don't want that for you. Okay, but yeah, you still didn't bring the verse that says that they didn't believe in God. And that was the verse I was I was looking for. So, okay. I'm out. Take it away, Chris. Well, he, he did bring it. It says, all of their thoughts were continually wicked. Like, that's what we're talking about. That means they don't believe in God. It's just another way of saying they don't believe in God. Well, according to you, if you want to understand it that way, that's fine. But you can't tell people that this is my defensive proof that the people in the time of Noah didn't believe in sure God. Sure, I can. Sense. I mean... Look, dude, if you want to do an external critique, you can do an external critique and we can talk about, you know, if you want to talk about like corruption of the text, et cetera, et cetera, you know, you want to talk about that kind of stuff. We're giving you the internal answers from Christian theology. If you want to make an external critique and say like, hey, Paul wasn't an apostle and here's my arguments why, like, that's fine. But the internal critique has to be that Paul is an apostle that is, that is part of the Christian tradition and Christian theology and what is written in the scripture. So, again, you can make these arguments, but you can't shift from internal to external critique back and forth. You know, you have to choose one. Well, it's pretty obvious that all the people before the flood, with Noah's uh, ancestors, the ones that, you know, were born before him, they could see God, walk with God, talk to God, because God was walking with them and talking to them. That's pretty obvious. I read it. I don't know about that one, but okay. But anyway, do you understand what I'm talking about between internal, external critique? I mean, if you want to give me an external critique that just says, I think God is a monster because he drowned a whole bunch of people even though they believed in him, like, cool, man, bring the evidence. Like, awesome. You know, if you want to just understand what the Christian theological positions are, we can answer those questions. If you want to go back and forth on an external critique, I think I'm less interested in that. 
No, that's not what I'm trying to do. What, what I'm trying to show you is that in those times, God, who we call Allah, it 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 looks like there was already a way to distinguish good people from evil people, believers from disbelievers. There was already a way to distinguish who will go to heaven and who will go to hellfire. So Jesus in that time was not even relevant. There was something else that was distinguishing the good from the bad, the believers from disbelievers, the people of paradise and the people of the hellfire. So right, and that would be now, an external <clears throat> critique. I mean, you're using you're it's using not a non. It's, it's an external critique because you're you're using a non-biblical source to draw conclusions about theology that is not Christian theology. But you're that's not disagreeing okay. with me, though. That's the thing. You're not disagreeing with what, what I'm saying. I, I, you're not, I don't you're have not to saying disagree. That... I, I'm just saying, like, what you're doing is an external critique, and that's fine. Like, we can take it as an external critique, and then we can go through that. But, like, again, I'm less interested in answering the objections from external critiques than I am elucidating what Christian theology actually teaches. I think that if you asked us more questions to try to get a better understanding of what Christian theology actually teaches, then we can have a more fruitful dialogue going forward in the future because you're not believing that Christians believe things that are true. You know what I'm saying? So like it's, it, it, you're not, you're not sitting there, you know, believing that Christians believe in three gods. You're not sitting there believing that, you know, Christians believe, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever it is that you may have heard, what I'm more interested in is have, cause you've been having a really respectful dialogue with us for a while. And it's really good. It's very rare that we get to do that with Muslims and it's quite refreshing. And so what I want to do is I want to help you understand more about Christian theology so that we can have a more fruitful discussion in the future. I think that's more of a longer term goal because it seems like you are able to carry yourself in such a way that we can have that fruitful discussion. Yeah, but what I'm telling you is, if this doesn't make sense, if you can't answer these questions, then you should be questioning whether or not you're upon the truth or not. Because if you can't simply answer a very basic question, how is but it that people thing. were already earning paradise or going that's to hellfire before allegedly this crucifixion happened? Well, you've told, well, okay, hang on, stop, stop, no, I, I can't. So we have answered this question. You saying, you not liking the answers and you not accepting the answers is wholly different than us answering. You just said it again. How can we say that, you know, these people before the crucifixion, Revelation, before the foundation of the world, it talks about the lamb that was slain. This is Jesus. So we're giving you answers and we're not taking, we're not thinking two seconds about it. This is like common sense to us. Like we get this. It is so easy in... For us, we're like, this is why, this is how, here's your questions. Every single thing, you haven't heard us think more than like two seconds about an answer before we're spitting out chapter and verse. Answering the questions is not the problem. You disagree with the answer or you don't like the answer, but you're getting your answer. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. That's how people were saved through faith in God. Ultimately, the sacrifice of Jesus, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world in Revelation, that's how they were saved before Jesus actually, in a linear time, showed up in flesh and blood and was crucified. That's the answer. So no, your answers not, are being... That's not really the answer because you, you already said people were going to heaven before Jesus was crucified. They were already admitted into heaven. They were already given the reward. They're in heaven. 
which is which is not what some Christians say. Some Christians say they went to, to Sheol or something like this. But now you're telling me yeah, yeah, they yeah. went directly I mean, to heaven. It's the same thing. It, no, Sheol no, they went not. to the no, grave. No, Hold on. you said they went to heaven. They're, they entered heaven. Nate was using a colloquial reference to heaven. He wasn't being super specific theologically, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be because we're just talking in generalities, okay? So what happened to Old Testament saints is they went to a place called Abraham's bosom in in the grave. So this is this even is even before Abraham universal Christian belief. In the time of Noah, there was no Abraham. How did they go to Abraham's? Correct. Post? But again, you keep thinking in you keep thinking in linear time. God is time in some sense. Okay, so God does not have to operate in time, and so you keep getting why, tripped up. Why is up it called that, Abraham's? Why is it called Abraham's bosom? Because that was the colloquial response covenantally for what that place was um you know and, and it has to do with covenants and it has to do with the abrahamic covenant and, and all that stuff so i mean there's there are there are theological reasons why these things are named the way that they're named it doesn't make the place just appear because abraham appeared in time it simply is called that because this is the covenant that was created in time okay so uh, this is the hey, Abrahamic Chris, covenant gotta, given in Genesis. I got to run. Just shut it down when you're done. Okay. So so what I'm trying to say is the other thing that I heard you say